Welcome to the Hustle Class Podcast. We have a quick disclaimer. All material presented within Hustle Class LLC is not investment advice, but for educational purposes only. Trading involves risk and you are solely responsible for your investment decisions and assume the entire risk of any trading you choose to undertake. Owners of Hustle Class LLC and its representatives are not registered as security broker dealers or investment advisors, either with the United States Securities and Exchange Commission or with any state securities regulatory authority. Please utilize a registered investment or financial advisor to make any financial decisions. If you choose to invest without seeking advice from such an advisor or entity, then any consequences resulting from your investments are your sole responsibility. By utilizing Hustle Class LLC in our content, you are indicating your consent and agreement to our disclaimer. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Hustle Class Podcast. It is your boy, Jermaine. I am back at it again with another one. You already know how we give it up here, man. It's Hustle Central. You know what time it is. Let's go. All right, so top of the morning, top of the morning. The first thing that we have to do is definitely talk about our song, right? So today I have Slow Motion by Larry June. I know y'all heard a lot of Larry June for me this year, right? So I did my Apple playlist or my Apple, um, you know, artist for the for the year. Um, number one was Drake. I don't know how Drake came ahead of Larry June for me because I started listening to Larry June end of twenty twenty into this year. So you know what I'm saying I was on him heavy, but Drake kind of just dropped at the end of the at the end of the year. But I guess that's the power of Drizzy, right? So Drake was my top at sixty hours. Larry June was my second at fifty seven. Nipsey Hustle, I think I had him around 40 hours. Then I had Rick Ross somewhere around 20 hours. So those are my top four. All right. And so Larry June, man, we back at it again. He had a song called Slow Motion, right? He starts the song, right? Beautiful instrumental. He goes, marble floors, heated toilet seats, Versace cups by the Hermes link, right? Luxury. You know what I'm saying? Luxury. And I realized that, <clears throat> sorry. I realized that the more that I envision and sort of like think about, you know, luxury, um, it helps me perform at a higher level because it takes me to that place of, you know, sustenance, right? What some people say is, you know, why did they cop the BM? Why did they buy expensive this, expensive that? It's because, you know, they knew that it would put them in a more binding financial position for them to have to go harder. Might not be the best approach, but we all have to get it whichever way we see fit, right? I just felt like that was really cool. So, you know, I started envisioning things like that. So if I'm sitting down, you know, eyes shut, cooling, maybe, you know, I have some lights going or some candles lit, and I hear marble floors, heated toilet seats, it's like, okay, how can I, you know what I'm saying, make something like that out of my situation? Versace cups by the Hermes link. It's like, okay. You know, he's giving us some gems on that luxurious stuff, you know what I'm saying? He even has a bar in there where he says, man, this rug too expensive. I could have bought stocks, you know what I'm saying? So it's all the same type of mental thing that we're doing here. You got to motivate yourself, you know. One time I told somebody I was self-motivated, right? It was on my resume, and he was like, self-motivated, that's redundant, blase, blase. You know, just trying to be all smart and whatnot since, you know, he was a recruiter. But I realized that a lot of people have trouble motivating themselves to do things. A lot of people need to get stimuli from elsewhere to be able to tell themselves, you know what, this is something I have to do. For some people, it is struggle. For some people, it's other things. Not a lot of people just wake up in the morning and say, hey, let me just grind it out. It's usually out of circumstance or out of a need, right? So to be self-motivated, to find a meaning to be motivated when 
nothing necessarily is motivating you to do something in itself is very important. So I realized that, you know what I'm saying? I can't, what can I expect from the recruiter? People can't teach you things they don't know, right? So when people talk, you got to take it with a grain of salt. You got to do your own research. We always talk about that on the Hustle Class podcast. Please do your own research. That's a fact, right? <clears throat> so last time I talked a little, about, a little bit about wealth inequality, right? And, you know, that was a nice way for me to, you know, uh, drop that November episode. Today, I was going to talk a little bit about, um, you know, some of the things that um, I learned in 2021, some of the things that um, I'm thinking about moving forward um, into 2022. So, you know what I'm saying? Just really like a recap um, of the year, just to, you know, further understand kind of like, okay, like what could have been done better? What, you know, can y'all learn from my year? What could y'all aspire to do maybe next year? Because I know some of you are now going to get started on your journeys, right? But it's all free game, right? So anything that I see on here could probably be helpful in some way, shape, or form from, you know, an education and a mental standpoint, right? And you have to execute. And more or less, when I ask, you know, to execute, I'm not asking you to execute necessarily on anything I particularly say, right? It's about doing that research that's going to take you to the next level. If you hear something on the show, you do your own diligence, you'll learn something new about that topic. Like, I'm just kind of like, I'm sort of like the junction which has like the street name on it, which tells you what direction things might be. Now it's up to you to go down on those streets and really figure out what's going on, right? Because that's ultimately going to become your portfolio. That's ultimately going to become your, you know, um, your story and your journey that you're writing out and that you're playing out in life. So you're going to want to make sure that, you know, you take in this information with a grain of salt, but you make turning that grain of salt into way more by doing your due diligence and then you're executing on that grain of salt, right? That became more. So first thing in 2021 that I wanted to talk about, definitely the stock market, right? Because um, <clears throat> 2021 was my first full year in the stock market, really, like really getting down and really getting into the, you know, into the trenches of the market because, you know, I started out, you know, my investing journey, Acorns, Stash, you know, using these passive investing tools. Then I got Robinhood in 2019, still didn't really use it that much. 2020, you know, in the crash of the market, that's when I first learned how to do like calls and puts. And then, you know, 2021 was when, okay, I, I, I kind of went a little crazy, okay? I did I did my thing. And so, you know, um, one thing that I took from uh, a lesson from the year in the stock market is I need to have way less trades in 2022. So my goal right now is 12 trades. Um, that should be like one trade a month. Hopefully, I don't even need to do that many. Um, but I realized that, you know, just taking more careful trades and waiting for things to hit my prices as opposed to, you know, chasing things. I mean, it just boils over for better for better trading life, right? Because if you want to be trading for life, you're going to want to make sure that you're profitable, right? And it's hard to become a profitable trader if you've dug yourself in such a deep hole in a lot of your um, portfolios and stuff, right? So I'm trying to take 12 trades in 2022. I'm trying to be more long-term focused. Um, definitely had my fair share of, oh, you know, energy stocks are booming because Biden's in office. Oh, marijuana stocks are going to take off soon. Oh, like, you know, just moving left and right with the market, kind of just trying to like basically chase what's hot to see if you can make a buck out of it. Right. 
I'm trying to be more long-term focused on really good companies, right? So I'm trying to execute and buy only good companies and be long-term focused, right? And then when it's time for me to actually rotate, I'm going to be rotating away from companies that have higher drawdown into ones that have lesser. So say, for example, in my portfolio, if I wanted to have um, 25% Apple, 25% Microsoft, um, let's say 25% um, Square, 25% AMD, right? If I had wanted to insert another company into that four by the end of the year, I would look for the one that had the most drawdown and that would be the one that I would be selling and I would probably put half of that position into the positions that had the least drawdown. Maybe it was Microsoft, maybe it was Apple, maybe it was Square and then the rest of the 50% I could use as my, okay, this new company that I was looking at all year, researching all year is something that I really have confidence in moving forward long term wise so I'm going to put money up for that. Now, one year might not necessarily mean, okay, I got to rotate out of this company because in one year they had some drawdown, right? But, you know, if you're long-term focused, if something is not working out, if you don't see something working out in the long run, right, maybe it had a, a rough year, but the outlook for it is kind of bleak at a certain point because of some of the things that happened within that year, you might want to, you know, go and find another company to put that money into, right? So just making sure I'm being more active, right, with my research, but making sure I'm limiting my you know, companies to only good companies um, that I have long-term belief in, right? Another thing that I learned in 2021 that not only should you not FOMO chase, right? We all know don't chase something just because of the fear of missing out, right? FOMO, F-O-M-O, the fear of missing out. But also FOMO holding is also something that a lot of people deal with, right? You have profit and you're telling yourself, I don't know, it could go higher. It might go higher. I don't want to miss out on it going higher. And then you end up losing gains that you already have on that trade, right? So one thing that I know a lot of people do, right, is they um, liquidate their profit as it rises, and then once it hits a certain threshold and it has a slight drawback, then they might try to reenter that position because, okay, they still believe in it long term, but they took their profits just in case, and then they're putting less of that money than they actually made into the new position at a higher level that is a drawdown at the same time. So it's, 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 quite, it's quite complex, but... At the end of the day, I'm not going to try to FOMO chase as usual, but I'm also not going to try to FOMO hold and not take my profit in positions that I'm doing well in, right? Less time in the market, more time in, on increasing income, knowledge, as well as time with family and loved ones, right? I spent a lot of time in the stock market. I have not looked at how much time I spent in the stock market, but I'm sure I spent a lot of time in the market. Between looking at futures, right, to predict how I'm going to do my trades, looking um, at how certain companies are doing, even if they're not on my radar because somebody said something about them and I was trying to do some extra research and check out how their charts look, you know, charting in general, right? So I spent a lot of time looking at charts. I want to spend more time on increasing my income, right, the money that's coming in because, you know, I always say your job is your first investor, right? So getting that extra income is going to help build these portfolios Investing more time into knowledge, right? Reading these books. I have some books by Ray Dalio. Just read Malcolm X's autobiography. I'm really just trying to make sure that I'm I'm, I'm filling myself up with real with real knowledge that's going to help me um, in life as well as in the market and things like that. Spending more time with family and loved ones. 
um, I did not spend enough time with loved ones and family this year. So I want to make sure that that's something that I focus on as opposed to looking at the charts in the market in 2022, right? Your goals have to fit you. Some people need to look more at charts this this upcoming year. I feel like I need to focus more on other things, right? It's all perspective, right? Now we're going to crypto. For crypto, also, I only need to focus on long-term, long-term coins that I believe in. Um, and also need to try to buy more when bearish. Um, I had a lot of situations this year in crypto with cryptocurrencies that, yes, I'm long-term bullish on, um, that I believe in long-term, but I ended up buying during their bull runs. And then, you know, since I'd already spent that money, when they came back down to a bearish turn, they, I could have basically got them at lower prices, right? So I could have averaged down as opposed to averaging up in these positions. So definitely would like to... Um, Make sure that um, I'm focusing more on long-term for crypto. Um, no meme coins, right? No meme coins. That's something that I'm going to be very adamant on in 2022. Um, you have to understand when you're being used for liquidity. Like, you know, um, Bitcoin, like we've all we've all heard, we all know, we all this and that. You've done your research. When you hear things like, you know, Shibcoin popping up, Dogecoin popping up, and a lot of these things popping up, and they're like, oh, you should buy now, you should buy now, you should buy now. What people fail to realize is a lot of these larger institutions have already bought these at extremely low prices. But, you know, one thing that we a lot of people in the crypto community know is you can have a wallet with three million dollars and not be able to liquidate it because there are no buyers for what you're trying to sell. So a lot of these, um, you know, hedge funds and things like that are trying to liquidate their positions. But, you know, if I have if, if they've made billions in crypto, but there's nobody to buy those like meme coins that they might have bought really, really cheap. They need to create a market for people to want to, you know, buy them so that they can sell them to you. So be aware when you're being used for liquidity, right? Be aware of that. Another thing I'm thinking about for crypto is following that BTC trend a little more, right? If I'm following that trend, the first pre the first prediction that I had, I think maybe like a year ago, um, was that Bitcoin had the potential to hit um 400k in 2022 right the reason why that was highly unrealistic is because it was following the 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 monstrous btc trend that was existing but that didn't take into account a lot of other factors like mass adoption and other things like that so um i think i brought that number down to um for me i think it's 98k in 2022 before it hits its bearish trend um i believe that it's going to hit that bearish trend in 2022 and then it's going to be bearish until 2024 um so you know i'm trying to make sure that i'm keeping my eye on that btc trend so that in 2023 i can execute on buying btc at really really low numbers compared to where it's going to end up in 2024 and 2025 Right. You see, I'm calling out years that are like three and three years and four years out from right now. But that is because this game is a long term game. If you have a short term mindset, your gains and everything is going to be short lived. When you ask people what they want to do in life, the things that they want to do, nobody wants to do it for a short time. You want to be on yachts for a long time. You want to have that Lambo for a long time. You want to live in that mansion for a long time. Right. So how come when it comes to, you know, investing into things, we're so short-term minded, right? Nobody wants to get fired tomorrow. Nobody wants to be hired for a week only. We want to have jobs that have stability. We want to have jobs that keep us there, even in downtimes, right? We want stability from a lot of things in our life, yet we focus on things that aren't stable and aren't long-term focused. Let's make sure we're focusing on the long-term. Also with crypto, I wanted to focus more on DeFi, decentralized finance, and other utilities within the crypto space because I feel like, yes, I'm heavily invested, right, for, for crypto, right? 
I'm in BTC heavy Bitcoin. I'm in Ethereum. I'm in Crypto.com coin. Um, I'm in what's another thing? I'm in Cardano, like Solana, um, like Mana, Decentraland. And so these are some of the cryptos that I really like. But um, and I like all of them because a lot of them have different utilities attached to them. But I feel like I need to research more about other utilities within the crypto space because I feel like there's a lot of cool things that I can find there and a lot of long term projects that I can attach myself and my finances to that, you know, I really believe in. And also, you know, I've been doing a lot of research on things like uh, things to do with decentralized everything, right? Decentralized finance, decentralized identity, like so many different things. So I really want to dive into that research and really get a lot of knowledge in that space. Um, So I'm very interested and I'm hoping that I can in 2022. Um, Next, NFTs, right? For the NFT space, right? Please, in 2022, let's focus on NFTs um, that are focused on utility and purpose rather than hype. There's a lot of NFTs that are built off of hype, which is cool. If it's money, you're trying to just, you know, you like a piece of art or you're just trying to throw some money away. Like, there's different reasons why you would want to do that, right? But I'm trying to focus more on NFTs that have to do with the utility of non-fungibleness, right? And the purpose of what is behind it, which is, you know, this concept of ownership and tracking ownership and tracking um, you know, the hands that something is passed through, but as well as maintaining anonymity, which I think is how you say anonymous, like as, you know, a verb or whatever type of, you know, English format I was using right there, right? On an anonymity, right? You know, or some, some people might say anonymousness, <laughs> right? Um, so, you know, but I know that's not a word. Um, but yeah, so focus on, you know, the NFTs that are in utility and purpose, right? Because, you know, like we were just talking about crypto, pumping them, meme coins. Like people are using you for liquidity. Like people bought, you know, Board Ape Yacht Club at a certain price. And then, you know, they created a floor, built up hype. Now you're coming in and buying something that they might have bought for only a couple of dollars for, you know, 100K, 200K, 300K. And you know what I'm saying? I mean, are you thinking that you're going to buy that and flip it for more? You know, sometimes we have to be realistic on the prices and things like that. But, you know, just I'm fo- I want to focus less on hype, less on like, you know, less maybe even less on like the, the, the art that we're currently seeing and focus more on the utility and purpose behind it. Right. Um, but just don't get don't get caught holding a bag in 2022 for NFTs, please. And, you know, um, you know, once the crypto goes because crypto is highly tied to the nft landscape we see now when crypto crashes right nfts are going to crash too because a lot of nfts are directly tied into crypto so if we do have that bears 2023 it's going to be a very dark time for nfts right but if you've been doing your research on utility and purpose you might find some gems in that bear market that you can purchase at a very low price and then in 2025 you'll be lit right real estate it's the next thing about um, 2021. One thing I learned is whew, there are way more expenses to having a home than most are privy to, right? I learned that the, the hard way pretty much, right? From thinking that I only needed 3% from the home to realizing that a comfortable place to be when buying a home would be having around 15% of the home price um, tucked away, right? And it's a portion of that is going to be for like closing the home, but another portion of that is going to be for just maintaining your home and you know all the other things that might come with owning that home, right? You know, you might have a yard, you might have woodwork you need done, you might have, um, you know, ventilation stuff you need done, you know, all these different things. So there's more that exists in terms of expenses than I was privy to, grateful for the lessons. And then um, 
when it comes to um, real estate, um, I'm thinking that in 2022, I would like to, you know, create more time for myself to get into more projects, um, real estate oriented, whether it's like wholesaling or anything else like that. Just really trying to, you know, sink my feet into real estate more. Um, another thing that I'm thinking about for 2022, breaking down consumer debt. Um, consumer debt is just like basically like credit cards and stuff like that. Um, I just think that I want to, you know, a goal of mine that would be nice is just for me to tell myself that I could bring my consumer debt down by 50%. So, I mean, that's relative, right? But if you have that goal in mind, wherever you are in your consumer debt, um, it's better than nothing. And then you go into 2023 with um, less consumer debt or in a better position credit score wise, right? So that's good. That's good news. Um, income increase. I already talked about that in terms of focusing on um, increasing my income more than being in the stock market. Right. So with that, I'm thinking about increasing my skill set, you know, to take on more risks to increase my income by more risks. I mean, just like maybe jobs that require more particular skill sets that are higher earning. Right. Because then. You know, I can, though it's going to be more uncomfortable because it's not something I've been doing for the last however many years. It's something that I might have just learned or trained myself on within like a three to six month time frame. Um, You know, that might be a little risky, but, you know, in the stock market, I learned that, you know, you got to take risks to get rewarded. Right. So that's something I'm interested in in 2022. Um, Health. Um, um, I've been doing daily workouts. I'm thinking if I maintain those daily home workouts, um, that'll be excellent. But I'm also looking at implementing, you know, better dieting habits in terms of what I'm putting into my body, like food and liquid, as well as uh, incorporating more gym time and like outdoor activities, you know, so I'm getting fresh air, getting sunlight, things like that. So definitely focused on health next year. Um, I already mentioned family, but might as well mention it again, right? Spending more time with family and checking in on my friends more. Um, you know, people are the most important thing. Like when people say your net worth is your network, they're not lying. Um, you know, but you know, shouldn't look at people as like a, a means to an end. Like, okay, I'm met, I'm cool with this person so that they can do this and that for me. But you know, these relationships are are the most important thing. Um, when everything in the world crashes and burns, all we really have is each other and love, right? So. You know, um, family and friends are very, very important and loved ones. So let's make sure we make more time for them in 2022. Um, Budget, forgiving. um, That's something that um, I came across. Shout out to Ian Dunlap, the master investor. Um, You know, I never thought about that, but he was like, you know, top of the year, you know, have a budget for giving. Because the truth of the matter is you can give your way to poverty, right? You could just give out, give everything away. And now it's like, well... You know, you've seen it happen with a lot of uh, famous people. You know, they get they, they make it, and then they, you know, take care of everybody around them at their own expense, and then, you know, they're back to square one after, you know, a great career and, you know, life-changing opportunities. They're back where they started before any of that even happened, right? So since you, since you can give your way to poverty, you know, you could budget how much you're giving out for the year and stick to that. So, you know what I'm saying? If you budget out, you know, somebody, let's say $5,000 of giving, it's like, okay, well, you know, Put in people's Christmas presents in there. Put in people's birthday presents in there. Put in, you know, any other thing that you might, you know, charity that you might be, you know, putting into that mix. And then, you know, make sure you're budgeting for that so that you're not over, you know, oversharing. Because at the same time, if you take care of yourself, you'll be in better position down the road to help more people. So you want to make sure that you're balancing out how much, you know, you're giving away in terms of, Money, right? And also, don't forget, we can give more than just money, right? So, you know, if 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 it's 
if it doesn't have to be a money issue, you can make sure you're giving people more of your time. If you can't give them as much money, give more of your time, give more of your energy, give more of your help, your, you know, your resources that aren't money, right? So that's something to think about. And um, the last thing that I, um, that I left um, 2021 with, with a lesson, I guess, that I need to change in 2022 is time on social media. Um, you know, um, vulnerable moment. Um, I found out that um, over the year, on average, this year, I spent about 20 hours on uh, Instagram a week, right? 20 hours on Instagram a week translates to about 1,048 um, hours uh, um, on Instagram for the year. And uh, or just say, let's say 1,040, right? For Because, you know, 20 divi- divisible by 1040, right? Um, so that translated to about 47 days this year. So this year I spent, um, out of the 365 days, 47 of those days were spent scrolling on Instagram, right? Or messaging or, you know, whatever, looking at reels, whatever the case may be. And, you know, a thousand and, you know, a thousand and forty hours, I mean, you know, if, if that was, um, you know, if I was making $20 an hour using that same amount of time, right, that would be like $20,000, so, you know, time is money, right? Not saying that I, you don't need to relax and, you know, be a workaholic and I should have made an extra $20,000 this year or nothing like that. But it just gives perspective to the time that we waste because I know that a lot of that time on Instagram was wasted time. Um, and that's in all honesty. Um, you know, it doesn't take that long for me to post for the podcast. It doesn't take that long for me to check on my friends and loved ones. But then, you know, when you're bored or when you need to distract yourself from other things, you, you tend to waste time. So, you know, focusing less on Instagram, I logged out of it, right? So now I'm focusing on, you know, other things that are more important, like family and this and that. And, you know, that extra 20 hours a week I can use to my advantage. I could read something. I could learn something new. I can research a company. Like, I can do a lot more with that time. I could talk to family, right? I could just do more with that time than to just scroll. And I'm sure I can make more use of it than $20,000, um, you know, anyway, so, you know, because, I mean, people are priceless, right? So I could find a way to really use that time. And so I would encourage everybody 20, for 2022, like, you should really look at how, you know, you your screen time on your phones because we spend so much time on our phones. I mean, even at the point where I was using Instagram like that, on average, I might have spent like 10 to 11 hours on my phone a day, Right. And you ask yourself, how much time are you at sleep? How much time are you at work, right? How do I spend that much time on my phone? And then you translate it at the same time to, um, what's it called, um, to now where I'm like, okay, after doing a scam and, like, changing how my, my view on a lot of the social media and Internet stuff, now I'm only spending, um, I think, about seven hours a week on my phone, right, on average. Now, so that's not, like, um, seven hours in total. That's, like, a daily average. So right now my daily average is like seven hours. And hopefully I could bring that daily average to like five or like four. Like that would be really cool. You know what I'm saying? Because if you're executing at a high level, you don't have to do a lot of looking. You just, you're doing. You're not really looking because you're actually doing, right? (laughs) So, you know, I'm hoping that everybody looks at their screen time and figures out ways that they can, you know, reduce their social media or internet or phone addictions and focus on, you know, what's actually around us in life or, you know, things that aren't so, you know, tempting or so distractive. And, you know, we just run to it when we find ourselves in uncomfortable positions mentally or whatever the case may be. Right. 
So that's this episode in a nutshell, man. 2022 vision. And we did it. We went through everything. It was a lot of talking, a lot of information. Um, I'm hoping that this could help somebody. Um, you know, shout out to listeners all over the world. Um, you know, shout out to the listeners all over the world. Like, I don't need to say anything about everywhere in the world, but this is a global podcast um, at this point. And I really want to just shout out everybody who's listening from all walks of life because, you know, I talk, uh, it's it's very, like, niche because, you know, I'm talking about dollars, I'm talking about American real estate, you know, like, when I has the, the crypto and the NFT is more, like, universal, so is, like, the family and stuff, but, you know, a bulk of it is really American-related stuff, but the fact that I have listenership all over the world, and I know you can apply it in your own communities and wherever you're at, I'm very, very grateful, I love y'all so much, and I appreciate the love. So we're going to keep on keeping on. 2022 is going to be a big year for the podcast. I'm not going to let you all down. We're going to keep on, you know, getting these bars off and then, you know, keep on getting this research off, keep on getting this free game and knowledge. So we're going to do our thing. I love you all so much. I appreciate it. Hustle Class out.